Hey revolutionaries, today we are talking about trauma specific to figure skating. Coming off of the end of our US finals um, for the sectional series and people qualifying for nationals and kind of what happens when you do, you don't, things are going well, things don't go quite as well as you expected and the situations we find ourselves in specific to the sport that we all love and somewhat abhor at the same time. I am, it's hard because I am one of those people who has like a very much a love-hate relationship with skating and with everything. I'm still heavily involved. I still want to support the sport. I want to find ways to make things better. I want to find ways to make things grow and change and be more equitable. But there's a lot there's a lot of challenges. And so I think that the elephant in the room is there's some things that are very specific to being an elite skater or skater of any kind. Skating is an elite sport. Um, You have barriers like money and travel and family and different equitable things that affect how far you can go because you need to essentially try to get ahead in a organization that is somewhat behind a paywall Um, and a lot of people don't know that there are a lot of scholarships available through U.S. figure skating you should really check them out because a lot of people are eligible for them and they don't even know they exist so it's finding a way to support our athletes and support all of our athletes and that's a not easy balance to do but it really needs to be done because regardless of wealth or status or color or background, where you live, who you train with, you should have an equal chance at making a final as everyone else. And it doesn't come down to just raw talent. It comes down to work ethic and it comes down to having the mental fortitude to actually get through all of the challenges and all the shit that's thrown at you at the same time. A lot of us went through a lot of this, and I'd love to say that we came out great on the other side, but we all know we're a bit broken. And basically, how I spent my last week was trying to think of how we can work to develop and support and make a better environment for our athletes and our officials and our coaches and everybody involved. It's it's hard because I see a lot of the same struggles are there. Skating through injuries, feeling like you have to get out there because that's your shot. You can only, you only get that one shot. Um, We have a lot of people who do a lot of permanent damage to themselves by training and competing through an injury and they really should be off the ice but we only have so much time it's such a short window to make it happen or not make it happen and really that's a big part of the problem too is 
the window is so small that if you miss because of timeout, that may change the whole trajectory of your career in this sport. And that's not fair either. It, I mean, it is how it is, but it's not fair. Um, and that's where a lot of people resort to either having coaches push them through injuries, which we know happens. We have people resort to skating through injuries because they don't want to tell anybody because they don't want to be stopped from skating. We have eating disorders to try to gain more muscle, lose weight, change our body shapes when really we're fighting against genetics and we should be allowed to be embraced at whatever size we are at while it is still contributing to healthy athletics. If you are not strong because you are starving yourself, whether a coach told you to, which a lot of us have been there, or you've looked at other people around you and you said, I need to lose that next five pounds. It's never five pounds. It never stops. And eating disorders are such a big thing in skating because especially with the partnered aspects of sports, you're always looking to be smaller, lighter, more efficient to lift um, and throw. But you have to balance that with being strong enough to actually land those things and hold yourself upright. And it's a fine line of where you are and where you've now passed the point where you're actually hurting even more than you were hurting yourself to just begin with just having disordered eating. Now you become more weak and you're not going to be able to get through it. So you're going to get injured more easily and you're going to get, um, you're going to have trouble getting things executed because you just don't have the strength There's a lot of trauma that's very specific to us, and that's specific to a lot of things too, but that's kind of like I wanted to talk to everyone just about a little bit on like eating disorders, which still carry, and listening to people even talk about it, coaches, officials, um, representatives of the sport, listening to people talk about like how it impacted the rest of their life and the changes that they had made in their diet and how they were eating and how their relationship with food was so bad that it's now 20, 30, 40 years later and we're still struggling with these same things. It sets you up for life. Is that fair? No, but it is a big part of it. And there's such an emphasis on appearances and shape and size and making sure that girls especially don't develop or that boys are they need to be strong but they also need to be like thin enough because there's definitely a weightism when it comes to males and figure skating as well so it's all competition 
it's coaches putting competition on you. It's you putting competition on yourself because other people are putting competition on you. It's the whole thing is sad and insane, but unfortunately, a lot of us in this day and age are now dealing with the aftermath of having disordered eating and the problems that have come 20, 30 years later. And it's messing us up. I mean, it's really, really making a horrible impact on our lives in general. How can we get pa- I don't even know how we can get past it. We need to stop putting the scale out. We need to stop restricting what people eat. We need to focus on healthier habits versus a number on the scale. And I hope that someday that can happen, but I don't know that it's happening right now, which is sad. Um, there's so much pressure to put the right performance out and to do enough and especially with right now IJS and having everything be numbers based it theoretically is more objective to get the scores and to advance by score but it's still hard and you're still putting that pressure on yourself then to make sure you get the levels on your spins and make sure your steps are clean and rotate fully all your jumps and Maybe these things are not things you would think about on a daily basis, but now you're a competition. You're vying for a spot for nationals or a medal for the finals, and it's all you can think about. And it's all your coaches can think about, too. I remember an instance when I was competing, and I had a chance to make it to, I mean, this was a long time ago, because remember, I'm no spring chicken, but... I had the, probably could have had the opportunity to make it through to the final round in a year and time where there was groups A through H and the top two made it to the final round. So it was a very tight, um, tight, tight kind of regionals. And my coach was getting more and more excited watching the other skaters and looked at me before my warm-up and said just don't fall just don't fall and I was like oh I can do this I can make it on just don't fall but you know what word sticks out when you're thinking about things like that fall You know how many times I fell? Eight. So (laughs) it did not work out the way it was intended. It was supposed to be theoretically motivational. Like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Just, Just skate clean. Just do your things. Do what you can do. But that's not how we operate. We don't operate like that. We always try to do our best, but our brains automatically think of some of the worst things that can happen at the same time. Um, I tell a lot of people when I'm doing critiques or I'm working with dancers and stuff like that too, is one thing that stood out to me that was not a negative comment, but that stood out to me and I believe applies across like skating and other athletics and performance as well is where you look is where you land. So the idea of not keeping your head up and looking at the ice 
or the ground or wherever you are, you are more likely to end up there because your focus is there versus staying upright. It's definitely specific to skating, but it definitely has applications in other places. It's really hard because we definitely know who we see the same coaches all the time too. And we think, okay, if that person puts me on, is it going to make a difference? Like if the judges are looking at me, it doesn't make a difference. We don't care who puts you on. We care what you do when you get out there. And I think there's so much reliance that still, even like as we've tried to change the system, is based on appearances. So now we're not talking just physical appearance and disordered eating. Now we're talking about the people you surround yourself with and the overall impression that you're giving an implied perspective of being better or worse or stronger or more capable or less capable than you really are. And I think there's a lot of people who still think that that makes a difference. Who puts you on the ice makes a difference. There are coaches that are extremely, extremely helpful. And there are coaches that are extremely lucky to have the people they have and they keep getting more higher level and competitive skaters because they've had them to start with. So the cycle continues. And one of the things I've always thought and something I talked about with a colleague this week as well is oftentimes the best skaters make the worst coaches. And that is because they did not have to think as much about how they did everything. And some of your skaters that are less talented, less known become better coaches because they had to think and understand all the dynamics and how to get through mechanically all the elements. And that gives them a better handle on being able to teach it. And that's another reason why we can't judge by who puts you on the ice. And we don't. So if you're a skater who's wondering, hmm, Should I have a team of three? Should I have a team of one? Is there too many people with me? Is the right person with me? Am I picking the right coaches to sit with me? doesn't matter. We don't care. Um, Or at least I can say, speaking for myself, it doesn't make a difference. What makes a difference is what you do on the ice. Now, what's going to make you more comfortable? That's only something you can decide for yourself. But as far as we're concerned... You're not being judged by who is next to you when you get off the ice. And it brings me back to another skating-specific trauma is having a coach, coaches, that would tell you if you did not do well, they would not be there when you got off the ice. What kind of shit is that to tell a kid? If you don't do what we expect or want you to do for your own success, not their success. It's your success. Remember, you're the skater. 
you don't do what we consider successful, we will not show up to support you after the program is over. I mean, it's really fucked up, coaches. And I think there are still people out there that do that today, but it definitely happened when I was competing. It definitely happened to me. And then you have that fear. Not only now do you have to perform, but you're like, am I going to have anybody with me when I'm done? Is anybody going to be supporting me? What impact does my performance have on the whole of my skating career and of my relationship with my coaches? That's threatening. That's a threat. And that is inappropriate at any level for anyone to be putting on anyone. Sorry, but it is. And we have to get past those kind of things. And again, I like to think that we're moving in a positive direction, but I know that there's still these things that go on. There's still inappropriate relationships that go on. There's still an imbalance of power that creates inappropriate relationships that keep going. We know because we're hearing about it and we see what safe sport is investigating and people who are getting banned and what's actually going down and it's hard especially for people in the kind of like 30 to 50 year old like generation because a lot of these people who are getting called out are people that we've known and either it's like oh that makes sense like we knew that was coming or it's very confusing because it doesn't seem like that person's character and then that hurts as well um and it sets us up for a more troubling continuation of our journey in skating by having these things continually brought back up, whether it's somebody being an abuser, somebody being inappropriate, somebody we know that still is skating under the radar. So we're, we're going to nationals, right? You made it to nationals. Now what do you focus on? You have two months. Do you try to push for harder elements? Are you comparing your scores across the country because now that's a thing that you can do and try to see what you need to try to be in the top if you even execute all those elements effortlessly? Do you put the additional pressure on yourself to change? Does that help you develop? Or does that hurt you in the end? Just earning a spot to nationals should be the achievement in itself. But we, again, focus on the competitiveness and our coaches will often do that too. And this is not a shit on coaches pod. This is a, you know, let's talk about our general trauma and officials are guilty of it. We all are. We all want to see everybody succeed. So we're all trying to give whether well-intentioned or not, the best tools to people in order for them to come away with their best performance. And I don't think we think about the pressure that puts on our athletes as often as we should. And I think as athletes, there needs to be better boundaries set where it's like you need to be able to 
speak up for yourself and actually tell people like this is not helping you're only making things worse all the comments you're saying are not things that are going to help me I certainly don't think I could have done that when I was an athlete it's not an easy thing to ask it's just something I hope that becomes more commonplace that we can actually stand up for ourselves as athletes and actually take control of our own destinies instead of putting it in the hands of either officials or coaches or parents or different people around us. We need to be in control. Now, there's a lot of other very specific traumas that have to deal with inappropriate relationships and with more with food and more with performance and expectations and injuries that lead to permanent issues. I mean, if I could tell you the number of people that we didn't talk about being injured, we didn't talk about having problems, we were expected to shake it off and keep going. The number of concussions I had to shake off and then get back on the ice for is, in this day, mind-boggling. But it is also so, so inappropriate and detrimental to your overall health and your longevity. So let's talk concussions for a minute. Now we have concussion protocols where we actually can stop a performance if somebody is hurting themselves, or we can figure out how to get help through them and get actual neurological support. But back in my day, that didn't exist. Back in my day, it was shake it off and get back out there. Shake it off. Shake off a brain injury. Shake it off. Do you want to know how they diagnose chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is basically repeated traumatic brain injuries. They diagnosis, uh, diagnose it upon autopsy. Autopsy, that's how they can diagnose it. So all that damage that you've done, all the concussions, they all add up. The traumatic brain injuries all add up, the head hits, the impact, the... It's all cumulative. And now there's so many people in these slightly older generations that are reaping the... the the challenges from now having 8, 10 head injuries that we just weren't treated for and now it's affecting our daily lives so not only has it affected our careers our relationship with our coaches our parents and everybody in between as we were competing it's now also affecting our adult life and this is why things like looking at let's even just say like Tua getting put back in and back in to get playing and It's football. It's a sport. They're all sports. Let the person heal. 
and you can't use the they said they were okay excuse because they have a brain injury if you have a brain injury you are not capable of making a decision that is right for you i'm sorry you shouldn't be able to make that call a medical official should be making that call and saying no not within another week do we put them back out there at risk for getting hurt again because before we heal we are at more risk for getting further injured and then they start stacking on top of each other and once it starts it's a domino effect Concussions are a big thing in the sport, and I'm glad that there are ways to help work around it, stop people on the ice now, but there's a whole generation that's dealing with a whole bunch of messed up stuff that we don't even know and that doctors can't even diagnose because it's all passed in our brain. And the only way they can diagnose it is by autopsy. Just let that sink in. It's like you know that this is probably something you're dealing with. And the only way they can tell you for sure is when you're dead. Is that healthy? No. And yes, that is specific to multiple sports. But this is a skating specific thing we're talking about, especially in pairs and dance and partnered skating when you're being thrown and lifted and things happen and you collide or you hit the boards or somebody falls on top of you, you are more likely at risk to have these injuries. And if somebody's not watching, you are more likely to pretend you are fine or your coach is more likely to see that you can just push through it. Like you didn't lose consciousness, so it's okay, right? You're okay. Just kind of just take a couple minutes and no, take the time off. You need the time off. Your brain needs to heal. It can't heal when you keep putting it into situations that are damaging. There's no healing then. Talk to me about your traumas and about your skating specific ones because it's hard because here we are at kind of the middle high point of the season. We've finished our sectional finals. Everything is good. We know where we stand. Another year is done or we've made it to nationals and that's super exciting and I don't want to diminish any of that. But I want to make sure that we're also all practicing safe health habits when we go forward, both mental and physical, because nothing, no sport, no anything is worth the risk to your permanent health and your life longevity. Now, some deeper trauma we'll get into later, but I feel like that's kind of sufficient for now. It's a lot to think about. And please send me different issues that you've dealt with and coaching specific, officials specific, parent specific pressure you put on yourself. What kind of traumas you've had 
related specifically to figure skating and how can we help our future athletes and our current athletes but mostly our future athletes because they're the least set in how they are going to go about everything from here on out how can we help you how can we help them get to where they need to be in the most effective way without hurting themselves irreparably think about it send me a message and um we'll chat because i think there's a lot we can do to build up a stronger better environment to support our athletes and to keep the abuse whether self-inflicted or not from happening